Happy New Queer! Happy New Year! 2020! Here we are, in the future! We survived! <laughs> so, how was your Christmas, Charlie? It was good, it was cut short. My parents had to go up to Manchester Boxing Day, but it was lovely. That's was what they told sweet. you. They just, <laughs> <laughs> just went around the corner to exactly. Weatherspoon. Exactly. <laughs> no, it was lovely. I had the, it was my brother, my sister and I, the two kids over in a little caravan. Christmas is so much more fun with kids, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We got my nippy Teddy a little... Um, Buzz Teddy? Light. Yeah, it's oh. called Teddy. I named him. That's going to be my name when I'm like 50. <laughs> I'm going to go from Ed to Ted. Um, we got my little Buzz Lightyear onesie. Oh. With detachable wings. It was very lovely. I spent it with my niece and nephew as well. They make it so, because they're not destroyed by life yet, like we are. Yeah, they still haggard. have joy and like their <laughs> smiles are genuine. It's quite, it's quite a novelty, really. They still have hope in their eyes. <laughs> so the thing that everyone was talking about over Christmas was uh, the Gavin and Stacey special. It was such a big hit. It was the biggest ratings hit. Uh, on a Christmas day, I think for like 11 years or something. It's insane. Do you know what it was the biggest rating since on Christmas? Um, EastEnders? No. Corrie? No. Is it drama? No. Is it like news? Moon, do you want to guess? I'm guessing the previous Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, no. Oh. <laughs> it's something that you would never guess. Oh, um, I don't even remember it happening. The, uh, the news at 10. <laughs> <laughs> Queen's Speech? No, oh. but that is a good guess. It is a Wallace and Gromit film. Hey, that's so random. I, I didn't remember there being a Wallace and Gromit film. Oh, yeah, Curse the Were-Rabbit. Not that one. And there was one called, is it called The Lost Trousers or something? Oh, yeah, but they're like 30 years old now. But it's not those ones. It was like a Christmas special Wallace and Gromit that got like a randomly massive... That is a creak in the floor, by the way, not gas. It's not the sprouts from Christmas. Um, but speaking of Gavin and Stacey, that brings us nicely to our first celebrity letter, which is star and writer of Gavin Stacey. Not Ruth Jones. James Corden! James He's Corden. written in! You'd think he'd be too busy. You'd think he would. <laughs> but he said, Dear Ed and Charlie, it's been a mixed Christmas for me. Should I do an impression of him? How does he speak? Kind of Essex C. Do you want to do it then? Turn your voice up. <laughs> Dear Ed and Charlie. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Let's just read it in my normal voice. Dear Ed and Charlie. Let's leave the impressions in 2019. It's been a mixed Christmas for me. Merry Mixmas. On one poll, my Gavin and Stacey comeback was a huge success, pulling in 11 million plus viewers. On the other poll, everyone's mad at me that we included the word faggot in the episode. Mm. And that's not all. On one poll, I was in one of the most highly anticipated movies of the festive period. Cats. But on the other part, it's become one of the worst reviewed movies of all time. I'm a bit like Natalie Imbruglia. No, not completely forgotten. I mean torn. How do I deal with this rollercoaster of emotions that I'm feline over the holiday season? Yes, I said feline. <laughs> Paul Sincerely, James Corden. Oh God, there's a lot to unpack here. There is. So firstly, Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> do you remember when Ablisa, do you remember the girls who punched each other? Rewind. An X Factor. Those two girls will do. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> and the best bit. I was, forgot that she was there for that. She was one of the judges, and she went, "Sorry, but who are you?" <laughs> and got and we still don't know who she is. <laughs> I will say this: Natalie Bruley is very beautiful. Don't she you is think? Funny. She would be in my list of if I was. I was going to say if I was a man. What do I mean? If I was straight, <laughs> <laughs> I would. Um, I'll tell a litigious story about Natalie Imbruglia that I know from my showbiz world dealings. Please. Oh, here we go, guys. And it's related to James Corden. At James <gasps> Corden's wedding, she gave a fellow guest a handjob under the table. And that guest was... Do you want to guess? 
Uh, who would Matthew James Holm. Corden? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can you imagine? It was Harry Styles. I think if I whisper it, it won't be litigious. But, but um, Harry Styles, when he been like fourteen, yeah. No, no, he was, he was very, very young. <laughs> Moon, we might have to edit this out. Right. So what we actually have to deal with in this letter is the thing everyone was, everybody was talking about, which is the faggot word. Jam which I think done. in the last time we recorded. We talked about it in relation to the song, but yeah. the episode had not aired yet, so we were ahead of the curve. We were, we were clairvoyant. See, first of all, did you like the episode? I did. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't conclusive. Yeah. Well, no, it, it was, was like a cliffhanger. A yeah, but I wanted, like, a one-off. I thought that was it. But now you've set up this, like, cliffhanger. It's like, well, you're going to come back next year? What's going on? They I have to, really, satisfied. don't they? But mm. I got half a dinner. Where's the other half of the dinner? It was a bit like sex without the orgasm, or as yeah. I call it, regular sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like um, Smithy's girlfriend. I liked that storyline. I like that storyline. Um, I wanted more about Stacey and Gavin not having sex. I People kind of just petered out. I think I speak for the the nation when I say this, but I don't think most people who like that show are interested in Gavin and Stacey, yeah. the, the characters. They are the, the least interesting thing about yeah. the show. For me, and this is very cliche to say, it's always been the Nessa show. I only watch it for Nessa. And if they mm-hmm. released an episode where she wasn't in the show, I would not watch it. Yeah. To me, and I've always had a theory because I do detest James Corden. I feel bad saying that when he's written in, but I've always found him repugnant as a person. People do, don't they? People. Do you know what it is? It's because British people do not like smugness and smarminess and he embodies that. And that is why he's successful in America because in America they like that. They love that confidence. I'm all for confidence but James Corden, he's sycophantic. When he he used to interview people, oh my God, if you ever watch an old interview with him with Gary Barlow, his head was so far up Gary Barlow's arse he was basically fisting him with his head. Oh wait, we have to edit that out. No, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, why was I saying I hate James Corden? Oh yeah, (laughs) because I I always have this theory with Gavin and Stacey that it's written by him and Ruth Jones, and I think they write scenes separately. You might know this from your TV world. Oh, you think so? And I think I like everything that she writes, and I don't like anything he writes. Because to me, the show is so mixed in terms of how funny it is like there'll be a really funny bit and then there'll be a bit that's just absolutely not funny yeah to me so i've always found that a very flawed show however i thought the comeback was good in terms of it's as good as the show ever was but i've always had issues with the show yeah in its conception like i wasn't so keen on the marijuana scene no, it's it felt a bit cringe. really. Full. I find it always full cringe when they try and get someone high and it makes it funny. Well, my most controversial opinion of all is that I've always found Pamela an annoying character. <gasps> I find her over the top, and I know she tends to be a favourite. And she's actually very similar to my own mother, but I just think she plays her a bit too oh, much, a bit too brawl. And also, my least favourite thing of all time, not just in the show, in life, is ah, oh, sorry, I can't Here swear. We go. Is Gavin and Smithy doing that? effing robot dance. Oh, my God, it makes me want to just be sick on the TV. I hate it so much. Ed is foaming at the mouth at the moment. That's the Peter Crouchy. Oh, my God, (laughs) I find it revolting. Honestly, I think that is what I would have complained about to Ofcom. That dance, (laughs) not the word faggot. However, what did you make of that for all? You know what? I thought, because when they were singing, (laughs) I was like, is it going to come? Is it coming? Is it going to come? And then I thought because Bryn was singing it, it was going to be like a plot point. Yes. I was like, oh, it's going to be a plot point. He's going to say it. It's going to be quiet or something. Do you know what I mean? Or he's exactly. not going to say it. I thought it was going to be a plot point around Bryn singing it. 
Yeah. And when they just sang it, I was... And then I was like, oh, okay, they'll bring it up at some point. I... And they didn't. It was... It's a bizarre choice, especially in today's, like, wokeness. Yes. Yeah. Even if you did, even if you didn't find it offensive, you would be like, "Well, just to stop the Twitter brigade getting after me." That's exactly what I thought. Which is that I thought it was not offensive necessarily, but lazy because it's like you could have made that a joke. You could have had um, him say it, and then someone in the show tell him it's offensive, and then have a little like jokey debate yeah. about it, and then they would have addressed it within the show. Yeah. But they definitely consciously included that, knowing it was going to cause a backlash, and that's what I find annoying. Yeah. Not necessarily that I'm offended by the word, because I don't think it was included in a hateful way. And as we all know, I love that song. Mm. But so do you think it was just for publicity? Do you think yeah. They did it for publicity. Definitely. Oh, I think conspiracy theorist. <laughs> so new for me. <laughs> it's very clever these days for a TV show to include something this is very much related to drag race as well i think this is why drag race often do controversial things in terms of elimination or their winners because if you cause a huge talk on social media even if it's negative that is publicity and in today's like day and age what tv shows want more than anything is to be talked about yeah. they almost rate their success in terms of are you trending are you talking so you can have a very nice show that no one has an opinion on and but it'll just say quite contained but I think that they wanted to make sure it was the most talked about show of Christmas, and it was. Yeah. But I think they resorted to very cheap tactics to do that. And if I had to guess who was behind that, my guess would be James Corden. Look at you pointing the finger. I think the conversation went, James Corden, Ruth, I think everyone will be talking about this. Oh no, James, I don't think we should do it. <laughs> well, I think we should. <laughs> I didn't know Ruth James was from Mumbai. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry to anyone Welsh. Is she from Welsh or does she put on that accent? Is she from Welsh? <laughs> from I Wales. told you I was very hungover. Yeah, you made it seem like she's straight out of New Delhi. What <laughs> was the <laughs> Moon, it goes without saying, we're going to have to edit that out. Um, I'm joking. So, but um, the other thing James mentioned in his letter is cats. So I haven't seen it yet. Have you? Now, I have seen cats. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait to. You're the first person I've spoken to in person who's seen it. Okay. Controversial. I want the tea. Here is the tea. It really is not a car crash. Yeah. Am I the only person? Did you go into it knowing the reviews? Yes. Yeah. I went into knowing the reviews. I'd never seen Cats. I knew that one song. It's awful. The show is awful. It sounds mad. Not mad, but it just sounds plotless. That is what it is. Plotless, yeah. But I feel like everyone's having to go at the film for being plotless. Well, apparently they've... In, well, you know, because you've seen it, injected a, a storyline with this new... She's called The White Cat. Yeah. So she's not in the original show, I don't think. Oh, okay. So that is their... That's meant to give it a plot. Yeah, so she, you follow her. She gets a band at the start, and then basically she goes from cat to cat, and they each do a song. And that's Yes, it. they're all auditioning to get into Jellicle Heaven or something. Yeah, the heavy side layer. <laughs> Jellicle, I don't know what Jellicle... They keep saying Jellicle all the Jellicle, goddamn time. Jellicle, 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 Jellicle. Um, Makes me think of testicle. But, that's, but maybe that's I just my got, maybe because I just level. got used to the how the cats look. <laughs> I didn't find it the bizarre that there were cats with human faces and titters. Yeah, that didn't bother me. The cockroach. Have you seen the cockroach scene? That's all over Twitter. Yeah, I've heard about it. That's yeah, Rebel Wilson's scene. That's nuts. Why is it so weird? Yeah, the cockroach is the same size as the cat. No, the cockroach size. All the cockroaches have got human heads. So it's all these thousands of cockroaches with human heads, <laughs> and then Rebel Wilson eats them. 
as like this giant cat. She probably like, wasn't in the script. She looks like she just Godzilla and she just eats <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, and the scale is off. Like they look, they're borrower size. Yeah, I've seen that in the trailer. When you keep looking at it, you're like, they're literally the size of borrowers. Well, did you hear that um, the director, Tom Hooper, he was editing till the day before it yeah. was released. And now, I think that's the first time this ever happened in film history. They are sending a new version to cinema than what's been out because they've like Because have you seen this, improved this, this, it. the shot? They forgot to do Judy Dench's hands. Yeah, point. she's got a wedding ring. <laughs> the big gag is who married Judy Dench? I was not aware of this. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know what? I think it was like, it's, bo- it's boring and it's repetitive. But there was no way I was like, this is one of the worst of all time. And I will say, shock, horror, what a controversial opinion. Taylor Swift was the best thing in it. But some reviews have said that. She, she has one, good. she's on screen for like four minutes, she has one song and then she disappears. But she's she so good. doesn't sing Beautiful Ghost, does she? Which is her song from the movie. No, Judy the, Dench the white, sings that. No, the white cat sings oh, it. Oh, right. She sings, Taylor Swift sings it over the credits, but not in the film. What does Taylor Swift sing? Macavity, which oh. I listen to on a loop. Macavity, Macavity, there's no one. Oh, because Cats is Moon's favourite musical of all time. Yeah. But you haven't seen the film yet. You're going to see it with me and Chloe next week. Cool. Yeah. Can't wait. I think it's interesting, like, because you knew the reviews, so maybe you went in with very low expectations, but maybe if you'd have seen it the day it was released, you'd have been like, oh, this is awful. And like, don't get me wrong, it's boring and so repetitive and makes no sense. But I loved it. But like Taylor Swift was really fun. I, did, I didn't find it creepy. Apart from that one Rebel Wilson thing, I didn't find it creepy. But I've been coming out and saying it's really creepy the way they've got cats, got human faces. It's yeah. like a lot of newspapers have given it their first zero star yeah. review, which hasn't even been a thing before. So it's kind of, but a lot of people are saying that it's maybe going to become like a cult hit and they're thinking years to come, it's going to have midnight screenings where people are like laughing at it. I don't know. Do you know what? I can't wait to it's see it. Not <laughs> that thing is not campy. <laughs> Do you know some films are so bad they're camp? This isn't camp. I don't What's think. a good example of a film that's so bad? Showgirls. I've never seen Showgirls. I've only saw it like three weeks ago. It's I need so to see good. it, but because it's bad. Yeah, it's so bad. It's camp. <laughs> <laughs> I love in the Vinegar Strokes interview we did recently. She just calls everything camp. <laughs> so I just went for a poo. Camp. <laughs> no matter what she says. Oh my god. Well, next recording i will give my verdict on cats but yeah i'm interested that you didn't hate it that much um our next letter (laughs) is from caroline flack if we get sued for this episode it's going to be that's going to be low down on the list of things (laughs) we get sued for i think natalie and brulia and harry Styles are going to be top of that list and next pursuing us will be caroline flack because she's written in oh yeah what a link she date him wasn't he like 16 and she was like he was 18 she was like 27. Oh, I thought the gap was a lot bigger. That's what he said when he looked at it. No, <laughs> I stopped myself then. The thing is, Harry Styles is, I don't know why I'm speaking with authority on this. He's wise beyond his years. He's, he doesn't look it. He has the body of a young man, but he has the eyes of a, an old, wise gentleman. And what can we say legally? <laughs> Nothing. What can we say legally about... Which way Harry Styles swings? We can say anything (laughs) because Harry Styles is not going to complain because Harry Styles is, if nothing else, an ally. He would never be, he would never consider being called gay an insult, which is one of the the nicest ways that you can be as a celebrity is to not consider that an insult. So I could call him a big faggot and he will not find it offensive. And my ad, he's a big faggot. 
No, he's not really. I think he's one of those people who just um, can fall in love with the person, not like... Oh, not that bollock. I love hearts, not parts. <laughs> like Moon. Moon could just fall in love with anyone. Mm. I mean, he's not actually listening. He's looking at the curtains. <laughs> but... <laughs> The curtain um, By the no, way, listeners, Moon is single, I mean, if anyone's interested. <laughs> I've heard stories about Harry Styles. Yeah. You, you yeah, must have. Yeah, I, I've, heard, uh, I've heard stories. Do you believe any of them or not? There seems to be a bit I too was involved many. in some of them. Oh, hello. In my fantasy. In my <laughs> Valentina vanilla French fantasy. Um, yeah, I think he's an open-minded man who wants to experience everything in the world and I hope one day I'm on that list of experiences. I have a feeling I'm not going to be, but we can but hope. Especially if you listen to this. <laughs> but speak, but Caroline Flack, his ex, um, yes, yeah, she's written in. She said, hey guys, so I lost my job. Ugh. I can't talk about how I lost it for legal reasons, but I lost it. Big time. Screw you, Laura Whitbaugh. It's not the best way to start 2020. Have you guys ever lost your job? And how did you cope? Lots of love, Caroline Flack. There were a lot of spelling mistakes in this letter, but I've chosen to be kind to her. <laughs> She's emotional, leave her alone. <laughs> For legal reasons, can you talk about any jobs that you've lost? Have you ever lost a job? Have I ever lost a job? If your boss listens to this podcast, you might lose your current job. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I did kind of lose a job in the sense that- You look like you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I was working for a talent agency. Is this a pawn thing? Uh, no, it was for writers. I was an agent for writers. And then um, I was there for two years and then doing really well. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> no, basically. And then I started to have doubts about whether I wanted to be an agent. I was like, no, I want to be a producer. I just <laughs> cracked my knuckle. This is like first world problems. Um, <laughs> it's really tough, guys. She's um, doing so well. Wow. It's really stressful. It's so, it's so hard to be successful. Um, <laughs> no, so, and then basically uh, they wanted to promote me, but they, my boss called me and she's like, I don't think you want to be here. I said, I feel like you want to go somewhere else. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I probably do. And she's like, well, don't worry. I, I understand you. I really like, let's help you find a job. She's like, I'm going to help Aww. you. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to help you find a job. And then she was helping me look for a job. And then she called me and she's like, okay, you've got three months to find a new job. We'll give you three months. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I was somehow struggling to find a new job. Um, and Maybe called, you were too humble. And then she called me and she's like, okay, you've got two weeks. <laughs> and I got let go in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then I was, um, and then I went on the Dow. I was, at, I was on Universal. Dow. I was on Universal Credit, which I mean, was quite, I know it gets like in the papers, it's like the worst thing to have ever happened. My Universal Credit experience was like really fine. Well, I talked about mine before, didn't I? Mine was awful. I found it really stressful. Yeah, you were saying. I don't like filling out forms. That's not my gig. It's not my guiche. It's not my zhuzh. <laughs> so I still owed money. That was 10 years I ago. I went my uh, Universal Credit Officer was called Lecan in Clapham. And I used to go in and be like, what, do you, what have you worked in? And I was like, well, I've worked in the arts. And he went... So unemployed, he said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he went... So, have you tried the health service? <laughs> My God, if you got, went to A&E and Charlie was your nurse, can you imagine? He'd be like, do you know what? I'm just going to ride this one out. <laughs> oh. I don't know if I said this before, but when I went in, he was like, we're, looking for, we're actually looking for people here at the Universal Credit Office. <laughs> Genuinely, he wanted to hire me as a Universal Credit Officer. You're like, no, things aren't that bad yet. <laughs> I'm good. Um, that reminds me of one time, <laughs> you saying that, I feel like you don't want to work here. 
I used to work at. Do you guys know Streetwise Sports? It's no. like a, it's used Streetwise to Sports. Streetwise Sports. It's like a. Um, it was like a sports clothing chain, similar to like. J, is it called JJB? Yeah, yeah. JJB's still going. And JD, I think JJB is now JD Sports. Am I right? They were separate. JJB was like the they were cheaper separate, yeah. version. JD was JD's really expensive. I think JJB's turned into something though. It can't have just disappeared. Um, but yeah, Streetwise Sports was, if you can even imagine, the lower, even lower version of that. Was so it a Bar Sports Direct? Above it. As in like on the social hierarchy Lower. Of there was no sports chain lower than Streetwise Sports. <laughs> the, the one good thing it had going for it, and I say good thing, they had these like red string bags that everyone really liked. Well, they looked... you there at school? Did you have to take this school? No? I didn't, because I was not sporty. Stuff. I know that's a shock for everyone to hear. You had a handbag. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I had my fake Fendi at school. I don't know why I got picked on. Um, but at Street, one time I was not in work at Streetwise Sports and the manager phoned me because someone couldn't come in and said, Ed, can you come in? Oh no, that was his intention, but I never answered my phone because I knew they'd be asking me to come in and I didn't want to because I was presumably drunk and rolling around in the street. I was 18. And the next day when I went in for my shift that was actually working, he said, why didn't you answer phone yesterday? I was like, it's my day off. And he's like, well, you have to answer. I'm like, I don't think I do. And he just said to me, Ed, do you even want to work here? I was like, no, no one wants to work here. <laughs> and he's like, well, why don't you just go then? I was like, oh my God. You're right. <laughs> so I don't know if I fired or was quit, but I just like minced out. And I they had a big <laughs> box of those like little cubes that you put like small, medium, large on. Oh, yeah. And I just like bashed it over on the way out. Look wow. at you, the drama. Yeah. And then I returned in half an hour to tidy it up. I felt bad. <laughs> and then I got really, I got three A's at A level. Again, a big shock because um, obviously I sound very, very stupid. In what? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> and they were, it was the biggest joke subject, which is sociology, oh my God. psychology and English lit and lang. Uh-huh. And then I got drunk as everyone did after college. And then I went into streetwise sports and was like, see, I didn't need this job. I got three A's at A level. And my manager was just like, my former manager was like, oh, well done, Ed, I'm really pleased for you. And I was like, this isn't going how I thought it would go. I was like, thank you. I just like sheepishly walked out of the shop. Yeah. I wish that was the only time I lost my job. There's been many times oh. since, but I'll just leave it at that one. I'll save the other ones for future episodes. So I tempt once, uh, I've been in HR for a bit when I was unemployed and um, it was a uh, advertising firm and this bird, Sharon. Bird? No, it's a bird. Bird? It's a woman. Why, why did you say that? <laughs> I've literally never heard a gay man call a woman bird. Do you not say birds? No. Oh, it's like one saying, one. oh, this bit of crumpet Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? This bit of crumpet. You <laughs> <laughs> don't bring that one back. This last Sharon. Are you kidding me? Have you, do you say that Sharon. all the time? I say bird, yeah. I wouldn't say that crumpet. Is, <laughs> that is a gag. <laughs> this bit of crumpet. Okay, so this no, bird this Sharon. This lady, this... Female Sharon. <laughs> Woman. She um, failed to turn up for work. This was a Friday, right? She failed to turn up. She just didn't turn up for work. So this bloke, her manager comes into HR and he's like, what do we do? And they're like, give her a call. Did so Sharon have a drinking so problem? they called Sharon. And it's like, this was like about midday. They called Sharon. It's like, Sharon, you're right? She's like, yeah, I'm all right, thanks. And I'm like, Sharon, you're not, in, you're not in work. She's like, yeah, I am. Like, Sharon, you're supposed to be in work. <laughs> Sharon goes... Oh, is it not Saturday? <laughs> like, no, no, it's Friday. And she was like, oh, I thought it was Saturday. 
<laughs> she just thought, what a ditzy bird. I know. And they were like, yeah, well, it's Friday, you've got to come to work. And she was like, oh, I'll be there as soon as I can. And strolled in at three o'clock, three hours later. Okay, oh, Sharon is she, my spirit animal. Sharon came in. <laughs> and then they were like, what do we do? And they're like, we just got to let her go. And so they called us to this glass office. I was watching this glass office and they just fired her. There's like, just no point. And then apparently she... But Sharon, do you want to work here? <laughs> no! Apparently she said, this was her excuse, right? I got told afterwards. That when she left on Thursday night, she went to her manager, have a good weekend. And because he didn't correct her, it's actually his fault for <gasps> not correcting her. <laughs> I completely am Team Sharon on this. Team Sharon! Me and my friend once went on a cruise and we left the cruise and it stopped in Ibiza. And as we got off, we said to the person, oh, it's, we get back on at seven, don't we? And he went, yes. And then we walked off. And then when we came back at seven, the cruise had left and it was the wrong time. And I, much like Sharon, insisted that it was not our fault because we'd said a time. But the cruise, much like your former employment disagreed and said no 3,000 people managed to get back on this cruise you're the only one who didn't and my passport was taken to another country and I had to go to an embassy and get a fake yellow passport and be flown out at my own expense I was treated like a war criminal <laughs> so you should so me and Sharon I, you should hook me up with Sharon I feel like, like if anyone needs an excuse why not at work to say I thought it was Saturday <laughs> Well, we are currently in the time of year when no one knows what day it is, exactly. aren't we? Between Christmas and New Year, and everyone just talks about it like they are the first person to ever have that thought. And it's very, very annoying. <laughs> but what is even more annoying is... Oh, wait, before I get to that, I was going to play Hunting Wong, but I just want to ask what your opinion is on the Caroline Flack drums. I saw, did you see her outfit, what she wore to call? That little mini skirt. That's the thing you're most offended by. I Not the domestic abuse. Like, Caroline, what are you doing? I... Caroline! <laughs> do, do, do. That was Outcast, wasn't it? <laughs> Like you need to spell it out because people were like, because <laughs> I didn't remember any of the other words apart from Caroline. Um, I don't. I don't really know much about Caroline Black. It seems like she's lost all her gigs now, hasn't she? Yeah, she was fired from Love Island, as she mentioned in the letter. Uh, well, she says she's quit, but my inside yeah. knowledge is they asked her to quit. And then she had a show. <laughs> I'm going to get sued by other. She had a show coming out called The Sir Jury. Have the you seen this? I've heard about it, but I think they're cancelling that show title, now. The surgery. <laughs> She's going to be on probably Jungle or something next year, I reckon. She's not done Jungle. Oh, she did the spin-off show, didn't she? She presented yeah, it. She, oh, I oh, was know. she in it? She'll do something, Strictly or something. She's done. She's already done Strictly. Whatever she hasn't done, she'll do. Dancing it'll be considered a comeback. Oh, she's already done. Oh, I don't know what she's done and what she hasn't. But yeah, she seems to be a bit of a mess. Isn't it weird that people now can just have careers doing reality show to reality show? Well, I'm happy about it because it means more GC on my telly is always welcome because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I live for the GC. But yes, let's play our favourite, favourite game. Well, my favourite, not anyone else's. Hunting Wong. Hunting Wong. Woo! Right. I haven't actually thought of a song yet, so I'm going to have to think. Okay. Just take your time. I've got it. We'll sit in silence for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> Here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is dead, be respectful. You can't say it. This is our most litigious episode yet. Moon, you know what to do. Cut it out. Daily <laughs> cow, it's a 20 year old. Oh, that's not legal. a pedophile. <laughs> What Did you not say that? No. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was my... I thought was... I had a 10-year-old. No, you said 10-year-old! 20-year-old! Just to be clear, no Chuckle <laughs> Brothers are <laughs> paedophiles. Oh, that was your inference. 
although the moustache does say otherwise. No, one of them was in their like 60s and was going out with like a 20 year old. Am I going mental? That, that does sound right. sound right. It was like in Daily Star. And one of the cheeky know. girls went out with that politician. Yeah. Lempe- 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 I don't know why that's Lempe- related. Lempe- no one guessed the song. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Did you have a guess? What is the song? Right, let me just do it quickly one more time. One more time. Here we go. The Macarena. I will admit this is not a very good rendition of the song. <laughs> My only clue is it's an artist that was mentioned in this episode already. Um, quite recently. Harry Styles. No. Caroline Flack. Related to that. Harry Styles. James called Because I said Caroline. Outcast. Yes. Oh. Sorry, Miss Jackson. No. no. They only have like three hey, songs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think I still can't get it from that. Even though, even though I know the song, yeah. I still yeah. can't it's get the, it. Hey, it's so long. It doesn't really work as a hum. All right. Obviously, I had no way of knowing that going into this. I apologise. That was not my best work. Oh, really? <laughs> it's not up to my usual standard. Shock. But from bad to worse, we will now take listener questions. We oh, have the listeners. I know, but we have to oh, do it. We have to do it. Ourselves. This is actually a really good one. Oh, is it? I'm yeah. an actual good listener. Yeah, it has to be anonymous. Um, I know who this person is and it definitely has to be anonymous. Okay. He says, Dear Ed and Charlie, I've been sleeping with a man off Grinder. This is not shocking. What is shocking is that I've never seen his face. When I go around to his house, he's oh. always wearing a balaclava. Not going to lie, I find it kind of hot. However, part of me is worried. Why do you think he's wearing said balaclava? Is he minging or just shy? What do you think? Please help. This is mentalist. I know. A balaclava. A balaclava. Oh my God, like he's a terrorist. <laughs> Can <laughs> we say he's that? A terrorist. Yeah. Well, Can that... we say an anonymous, anonymous man is a terrorist? This is... <laughs> And we accused of After the Gavin and Stacey <laughs> special, I just don't know what we can say anymore. <laughs> so I, when I heard this, had a number of theories. And one of them is that maybe this man is famous. Oh. Because at first I thought, maybe he's straight and in the closet. Yeah. And he doesn't want his identity to be known. But then I thought, even if you're in the closet, a gay, a gay man off grinder knowing your identity doesn't matter if you don't know the person. No, but some people are really big on the discreet thing, aren't they? But you've let someone into the, your house. So, like, That's already nice. they know where you live. So if no. they wanted to expose you, they could just wait outside your house yeah. and wait till you come out without a balaclava. Assuming this man yeah. ever doesn't wear a balaclava. Um, or could he have a deformity? Maybe he's deformed. Is Maybe. it Moon? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Maybe any of us. Could be Harry Styles. Um, oh god, I wish. Sorry. Look at the tattoos. <laughs> oh yes! You would know Harry Styles from that. But maybe he does. Maybe there'll be a beautiful moment where he like finally emotionally is ready to take his balaclava off and they kiss. That is the final moment in the rom-com, isn't it? It is! I think there is a and rom-com turns out out this. his dad. So like, if you... So first of all, you're a single gay man who's... All right, I don't have to say it. Slow. Remind me. You probably have met people off of that app called Grinder. Do you know what? Judge Grinder. Twice. Twice? Ever? Are you joking? That's uh, a lie. Twice this week. No, genuinely, I met my first ever one was 
I was quite late to it. I was like 23, 24, and it went so badly that I just didn't do it for years. How do you meet men? <laughs> just they come up to me on the street, on the tube. <laughs> they just call the number in the telephone box and there you answer. <laughs> no, Jimmy, on the yellow Facebook, I've only met two people. Yeah, the first one I met was not a disaster, but I went over his. He had a balaclava. Well, it was my dad. I was like, dad. Um, <laughs> no, it was just like 10 minutes in. I was like, this isn't working. And I said it out loud. I was like, this isn't working for me. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Oh, what a nice man. Yeah. I think he's the one. I think you lost him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jamie. But um, I don't know if I'd be tanned. There is something quite erotic about the balaclava. But are, you gonna, are we going to have sex or are you going to... Hold me hostage and ask a ransom. <laughs> <laughs> Who would pay your ransom? Use <laughs> the caravan. I would caramel. if I had money. Um, it's kind of, I guess, similar. <laughs> it's similar to the kind of thing of gay men being in dark rooms, in a way, of like having sexual interaction with someone that you can't see their face. Although yeah. this, you can see their body and, and penis. Yeah. Well, I hope the penis hasn't got balaclava on. <laughs> That'd be so cute and safe. <laughs> um, so you go around to this guy's house. First of all, I need to ask the person who wrote this letter. You've already gone around to this house without seeing their face, which is that not weird? Uh, that would so you wouldn't have sent a face pic. You probably sent a dick pic. Yeah. So he came around based off a dick. Would you do that? No. Oh, can I say dick? I oh, was swearing loads in this episode. I'm really sorry, man. Um, so you wouldn't go around based off that. Oh. But presuming you did. Based off the house. If you me if it was the house, then I'd go. <laughs> oh, look at those cushions. I'll be around in five. Sweet. <laughs> so you, let, hypothetically you have, he opens the door. He's a very, uh, the guy didn't say this is, but I assume this is the truth. He has a very nice body. He answers in, let's say, grey jogging bottoms with a six pack, big muscles. But, like, but he's got a balaclava. Like a ski mask or like what we talk it like. I assume balaclava means holes. black with holes. Yeah. Oh my god. Which is just my type, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I suppose like a big attraction thing is eyes, so he can see his eyes. He's still got the eyes. And lips is nice, you can see someone's lips. Can you see someone's nose in a balaclava? No. No. That's still quite, there's something a bit menacing about it though. The first thing I would do is leave. Yeah. <laughs> like you're wearing a balaclava, that's creepy AF. That is. It's gonna pull out a shotgun. And... I think I would maybe find it hot if I was with someone I see their face and then they put a balaclava on. Yeah. Especially if it was someone who's quite ugly. It might it would be an improvement. You're like, do you have a balaclava? I just BYOB, bring your own balaclava. <laughs> Wear this, please. It's much better. Much better. Sorry, it's the first much better of 2020 and hopefully the last. Um, yeah, I. The person writing in this letter, I think, is judging the man in the balaclava. I am judging the man who wrote this letter. Oh, all right. For staying, Judge for doing this, and doing it more than once. Yeah, I think there's something creepy about it for me. I, I, I strongly feel like the man is, is Boris Johnson. <laughs> I, I don't know that for a I fact. I think even a balaclava, you'd know it's Boris Johnson. Do you know what I mean? It's from the falling over and the clown music. <laughs> <laughs> this is our first episode since he's Prime Minister. No, he's been Prime Minister for months. But... I mean, since he's the new Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't follow, follow politics, don't they? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, since the election is what yeah, I meant. Since the election. Yeah. Moon obviously cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> right, have we, did we give him any advice? Not Boris Johnson, the balaclava. I think person. though, with the man, you can see his face. I don't think that's asking for too much. In fairness, he hasn't asked for advice on what to do about the man. He's asking, what do you think? Why do you think this man wears a balaclava? 
I think he's famous. Genuinely. He's famous. Or oh, if not famous, like in a job where he house. shouldn't be doing oh this. Oh my god, you should go in his house like through the keyhole and try and work out who it is. That's what we should do. Who <laughs> <laughs> lives in a house like this? Through yeah, the keyhole. That's what we need to do. Assume it's chem sex. He <laughs> needs to send us photos. That's what you need to do. Send us photos of his living room, his kitchen, and we'll work out oh, yeah. through the keyhole style. You're really is. into interior, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, go on, I love that. Um, um, I need to ask you about your Christmas actually. How was the caravan? It was cute. It's a little intense, obviously, because it's just one room, seven of us. It's just a bit much. It's a bit much. You get a bit cabin fever. Caravan fever. It is caravan fever. It's a lot going on. In that, there's nowhere to escape to. There's no upstairs. There's no... I've got a little bedroom, which you can escape to, but it's like the size of a you know, shoe cupboard. Can you masturbate? Is that appropriate for me to ask? <laughs> Yeah, but that's only like a two-minute distraction, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I like to drag mine out. I'm there for hours. No, I'm joking. Um, I do sympathise for you because my my mum's Christmas is in a bungalow. There is a slight upstairs, isn't there's a ladder going up to an attic. Yeah. But um, I find that very claustrophobic. So to be in one room, I would find yeah. very suffocating. Oh no, it's a lot. But it was cute. My brother cooked the Christmas dinner. Was it nice? It was gorgeous. Cool, good cook. Oh. I, got, I got I got three and a half litres of rum. Oh, I don't know what. Why didn't you bring any? You already drank it. <laughs> it's my it's Madge, bless her. Oh, she bought man. me a box. She got me three litres of the same rum. I think she kept buying it, forgetting that she bought the other one. <laughs> She's like that. People don't talk about the lighter side of Alzheimer's. They so, really don't. They don't. <laughs> my, you know, once my parents, when I was like twelve, like my parents got me a guitar <laughs> and <Sorry>. wrapped it. <laughs> I love. I was like, I was in a moment. I was going to learn the guitar. It lasted like two months. Um, you like Charlie from Busted. <laughs> they, bought, they got me a guitar, they did, and it's a complete surprise. They wrapped it up, and they brought it in wrapped up, and my nan just went, oh, what's that, a guitar? <laughs> <laughs> well, you were praying for a dildo. <laughs> and also, my nan, my mum, there was this really fancy bag. It was from Liberty or something. Oh, just like, big... Um, Bad. Mom, she must have nicked that because people who live in caravans cannot afford Liberty's handbags. I'm just saying. Oh no, sorry, not a handbag. It was like the shopping bag from Liberty. Ah, okay, that makes more like, sense. It was, it was like no, it was like a really big like Liberty shopping bag. And so ah! it was from my nan to my mum, and my mum was like, "I'll save it to last because it'd be nice. I'll save it till last. Save it till last." So I open and then finally I opened the Liberty bag, and in the bag was a massive box of bold washing powder. <laughs> <laughs> That's useful. And my mum was like, what, what's this about? And my mum was like, well, you always said my clothes smell nice, so. <laughs> well, literally, oh, my mum bowl washing powder for Christmas. I think your nan is legendary. So, that is is that like the best Christmas you've ever heard? Literally, some bowl washing powder. That, that is, is the kind of thing I would like, actually, because it's something you, it's boring to buy for yourself and it's useful. Yeah. I think people should give more gifts like that. <laughs> Put me on the shopping list, the Christmas list. Um, I just got my best present was a watch from my dad I don't wear watches but um, it was expensive so obviously I can sell it but I did you're going to need it all the lawyer's fees you're coming out I did did that weird thing I don't know if you used to have this where I didn't want to put it on my right hand even though that's naturally where I want to put it because in school it was always said that that was gay so I I tried to put it on my left hand I thought you're supposed to have it on your left hand yeah, left hand, but I want to put it on my right oh, hand, okay, but gotcha. that's meant to be gay. But I'm like, why am Is I still bothered about gay? this? I am gay. 
and I still couldn't do it. I'm like, God, this is ingrained deeply in me, the shame of my homos homosexuality. But as a statement now, I'm going to start wearing it on my right hand. Because I don't yeah. care if people know. I know most people can't tell, but with the watch, I'll be finally announcing it. Who's the it. famous Italian businessman who wore it over his shirt? Gino DeCampo? It's <laughs> <laughs> either like Ferrari or Ferrero. Donatella Versace? <laughs> There's a famous Is that why he was shot? In who would famously wear his watch over his shirt sleeve on the outside. Oh, please write in, listeners. Um, we need to know this and we don't have access to Google. <laughs> yeah. skint. Um, I think that's everything for this week. We've gone on long, but we had a lot to catch up on. Especially cats. I know. Well, next, not next episode, but in two episodes time, I'll give my verdict on cats. So you can all spend the coming weeks on the edge of your seat. Meow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Oh, wait, I want to do a thing where we ask people to subscribe. Oh, yeah. I guess I just did it. Subscribe. Some podcasts I listen to do a thing where they stop talking and say, this is the time where you subscribe. So we're going to have a five second pause now. And in that time, can you all please subscribe? Please subscribe. To Instagram. You have to not talk for five seconds. Oh my god, none of us can do it. We can't Especially do it. me. <laughs> well, you guys get the press pause and subscribe. And then that leaves us just to say Thank you. Also follow us on Instagram at United Queendom Podcast. And follow Charlie at Charlie Valentine Instagram. <laughs> I don't get Instagram. Charlie Valentine underscore X. Charlie Valentine underscore X. Yeah, I probably should change it back. Are you on it? Yeah, you Moon is Perk do you want people to follow you? Perktronic. Do you know I get messages from people asking about you, Moon? Oh, It's not okay. cute. It's, I'll show you the messages. <laughs> but, um, so, Perkatronic, if you want... Just send your messages to Moon. I don't want to hear this crap anymore. So please subscribe, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yay. Bye! Bye! The letters featured on The Ed and Charlie Show are not real. Any listeners who thought otherwise should see a GP immediately. The Ed and Charlie Show is affiliated with no one and is likely to die alone and should be kept away from children, those easily offended, and the celebrities featured. Any celebrities wanting to send legal letters, please do not. We do not have the budget.